Hey guys, um, this is episode 34. Um, I'm coming to you at a dark, dark hour. Um, I'm going to Brazil for about two weeks tomorrow morning. And when I say tomorrow morning, I mean I need to leave for the airport in about three to four hours. And I haven't slept yet, and it's 3.24 a.m. Um, but listen, what you might not understand is I'm that night hawk. Okay, I was hanging out with this girl the other day, and I'll just tell you that she is named after a type of cheese. And um, she's like, wow, you're such a... Uh, we're, you know, she was talking about, oh, you stay up so late. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a night hawk. And she's like, don't you mean like a, like a night owl? And I was like, and first of all, when I was a little kid, I thought everyone was saying night owl. I just thought there was some dude named Al that was always up at night. And he was, you know, he was that guy that was just always up. Kind of that weird uncle, maybe. Kind of just a creepy dude that was just always up. Um, and my mom used to say that because my mom kind of has that insomnia life and she's like yeah we're just a bunch of night owls and I'm like okay I like I can see that and I definitely thought it was owl for much longer than I should have but it's owl um <laughs> I also had a cousin who thought parmesan cheese was farmer john cheese which I don't know. If you don't know Italian, that really makes more sense, you know. Um, I feel like farmers are the ones making cheese. You know, they got the cows, they got... I'm drinking a tiny, tiny Dr. Pepper, by the way. Um, but yeah, Farmer John Cheese and Night Owl. But anyway, <laughs> this girl's like... I think, uh, I think you mean night owl? And I was like, listen, I get it. Owls are nocturnal. Um, they're beloved kind of, I don't know, funny, if not sagacious type of fowl. I get it, you know? But I'm not owl-like. I'm, I'm, a, I'm that hawk. You know what I'm saying? I'm not up at night just kind of looking around, hooting in a tree. I'm getting stuff done. I'm writing books. I'm sending weird texts to people that I'll regret in the morning. I'm making a pie. Um, I'm eating full rolls of Ritz crackers. I'm, eat, I'm drinking little tiny Dr. Peppers. I'm living it up on that Nighthawk. And so... I don't want to hear any more of this owl business. Um, with that being said, I really just wanted to put out another episode before I kind of skirted off to Brazil. Um, if you don't know, I served my LDS mission in Brazil, as they say. Um, they don't really like their... They don't like ending words in L's over there. They get kind of weird. So instead of Brazil... It's almost like it ends with a W. It's Brazil. Um, but <laughs> here's the thing. If you're the type of person that 
always says a country how it's pronounced over there in America, you are what the Jewish call a schmendrick. Um, just don't, don't do that. You know, everyone knows that, okay, it's, you know, it's a Spanish word, so it's probably not Argentina. You know, it's not named after some girl named Tina. It's Argentina. But if you say, yeah, um, I had a cousin that lived in Argentina. You better have brown skin. Um, and it's not some appropriation issue. It's just you sound like an idiot. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people on my mission that, you know, they would come home and they'd say, oh, yeah, I had just such a great time over in Brazil. And I'm like, dude, say Brazil. Like, everyone knows that you know Portuguese. It's very impressive. And it is. It's cool to learn another language and know that other language. Because um, a lot of people are monolingual. Um, but, but a lot of people aren't. And they're not impressed that you say a country with a weird accent. Um, so anyway, <laughs> I served my LDS mission in Brazil. Um, in Rio de Janeiro, um, the old river of January. And apparently I haven't been back for th 13 years. Um, it's a little disturbing, but, you know, I remember on my mission saying to everybody like, oh, I'm going to be back soon. I'm going to visit you guys. Um, cause I left in 2008 and I remember saying like, what was it? I think, I think the world cup was in Brazil in 2012. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, let's see. Or maybe it was, I can't remember, but a couple of a few years-ish after my mission, the World Cup was going to be in Brazil. And then I remember in 2016, the Olympics were in Rio. And so I remember thinking and telling people like, listen, I'll probably, I think it'd be a good goal to come back for the World Cup. But, but if not the World Cup, I'll for sure be back for the Olympics. Like, how could I miss that? Little did I know that it's not easy to just travel back to a different continent that's very expensive, um, requires lots of planning. The Olympics aren't free, by the way, which is a whole nother subject. Um, and you know, life happens. Thing, and, and let's pretend I didn't say that because that's such a, a stupid saying, life happens. Obviously, life happens. Um, it's like starting this... Starting a story, you know, somebody asks you about your day and you say, well, I woke up, um, and then, and then they proceed, uh, I, I know you woke up because everybody woke up every day of their life unless they died in their sleep. So it's one of those things I don't like saying. However, life does kind of just move forward. Um, in a very strange, almost vertiginous way where 
you don't realize, you know, you look down and 10 years of your life have passed by. And it's such a weird cliche, but it's, it's turned out to be true that the older you get, the faster life kind of moves. And when you're freaking 19, when you're 21, it's hard to really put that on perspective. But, um, yeah, I've always wanted to return, always wanted to get back, and just for a multitude of reasons haven't. And now's the time. Now's the time. Um, there's a few kind of fortuitous reasons why it's it's that time, but that's not really important. Um, but I'm very excited. And so I've been uh, attempting to pack today, which everyone always is like, you tell them about a trip, and for some reason they think an interesting question is, are y'all packed? Um, no, I'm not packed, because I've never packed any sooner than the night before I go on a trip, because I'm not a psychopath. Um, so yeah, I gotta leave in a few hours, haven't really slept, but I also am a trash sleeper on airplanes, and I kind of want to be just thrashed and really, really tired so I can fall asleep. Because if I get a normal amount of sleep, I'm just going to doze off for three minutes at a time, six minutes at a time, and my neck's going to fall off, and I'm going to be a grouchy Tay, and we can't have it. We can't have a grouchy Tay um, south of the equator. That's kind of my motto. I've always said that. Um, it's fine to be a little, a little grumpy, a little surly when you're north of that equator, but when you get south, you got to kind of perk up. You gotta start to act right. And maybe that's my problem. I haven't been south of the equator in a very, very long time. So I just haven't been acting right, I don't think. Maybe I have, but I don't think so. Um I gotta I gotta tell you this story. So I got a buddy of mine, um, he's kind of a young cat, kind of a Kind of a jolly kid, really. Very enthusiastic. Very, very loving. Very complimentary. Very um, animated. He's one of those cats. And I haven't known him for a super long time, but we've uh, we've connected more in recent months, and, and I like the kid a lot. He's, he's kind of crazy. <laughs> But he's crazy. There's good crazy and there's bad crazy, you know. Bad crazy, you're talking to yourself, you know, on the interstate, on, on the side of the interstate, and you're not wearing shoes, and you're eating a really, really, really old muffin that's been in your pocket for a few days. Um, that's bad crazy. There's good crazy that is a little more eccentric, a little more intriguing, a little more... Um, you know, sometimes people do things that you're like, <laughs> that is awesome. I would never, ever, ever do it. I would never say that. I would never act that way, but I like that you did, you know, he, he's kind of like that. 
and I'm keeping it vague on purpose. But um, <laughs> I, I mentioned he's a young cat because he recently got his wisdom teeth out. No, 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 it's no, it's not the wisdom teeth. Um, he got his tonsils out. Okay. I don't know why I think that's just for young people. I I feel like if you're a full blown adult, you're like a seasoned adult. You got to just keep your tonsils. Like you've had them long enough. Just keep them. You know, don't get rid of them when you're 38. Don't get rid of your tonsils when you're like old enough to run for president. Just freaking keep them. Um, so yeah, he got his tonsils out and <laughs> I saw him a few days after and he was pretty loopy on some Percocet and the craziest thing happened is he just started losing his R's. He called me Taylor, Taylor, like a, like a three-year-old kid who hasn't caught quite, caught, <laughs> quite got the grasp on the R's yet, or the O's. Um, he asked my buddy if he wanted to go to Cafe Wheel. And listen, I'm not a pharmacologist. I don't know the side effects of certain uh, painkillers. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is he was otherwise pretty, like, there, um, pretty with it. He just... You know, kind of sounded a little out of it, um, <laughs> a little glazed in the eyes maybe, but completely misplaced all of his R's. It was really, really strange <laughs> and really funny. Um, and so, so that was that was a phenomenon I've just never witnessed. And here's the there here's the asinine part, okay. And if you know me. You know I love asininity. Um, <laughs> and this kid's name is Devin, but we call him Biff. Um, and then because of all the perks that I started calling him Big Perk. But uh, Biff is, is really a more encapsulating name. If you know the kid, he's, he's Biff. He's pure Biff. Um, he's more Biff than Biff on Back to the Future. Um, so anyways, Biff lost his R's, which maybe maybe it happens every once in a while. Maybe weird kind of speech, weird spoonerisms happen. I don't know. I don't fully understand. But he then recovers, okay? Gets off the Percocet. His tonsils... I guess his tonsils are no longer in the picture, but his throat is happier. He's adjusted, whatever. A week or two later, we hang out. He sounds normal. His eyes are back to normal people eyes. And um, and then he says to my buddy, Connor, he says, uh, hey, Connor. And then, you know, rolls into some normal speech. And we're both just like, wait. Does Biff still not know where his R's are? What happened? It's crazy. I, I just... And I'm not trying to poke fun at Biff, because I love Biff. We talked on the phone tonight. 
But Biff lost his R's. And it's not... I think I honestly think he's found most of them. But there's a couple R's out there that he can't find. <laughs> there's some words out there that are just missing their R's. And they have W's instead. It's kind of like that. <laughs> instead of Brazil, it's Brazil. You know? But he didn't lose his L's. He lost his R's. So uh, thoughts and prayers out there for Big Biff. Because uh, I think he's made a full recovery at this stage. Because it's probably been like three or four weeks. But I think if you sat down and talked to him for an hour, you'd run into a word or two that are missing R's. Um, so if you see Biff out there, tell him you care about him. Tell him that he's a, he's a real great guy. Will wait, guy. <laughs> oh, I love you, Biff. Um, I had a couple questions um, I wanted to answer from some fans. And when I say fans, um, I, d I don't really mean fans. Just followers on Instagram. But fans kind of sounds cooler. And maybe one day when this, is, when this podcast is really big, um, I'll actually have fans and then people will go, go back and listen to this old episode and they'll actually be like, oh yeah, like, of course <laughs> Taylor had fans cause Taylor's big time. Um, anyways, they were kind of, uh, just some basic questions. This kid asked, um, what my favorite vacation ever was. And, uh, I, I'm sure this was brought on by me going to Brazil tomorrow. Um, and I sincerely hope that this will be my favorite vacation ever. And vacation is kind of a, a loose term because I also kind of feel, it feels kind of weird because it feels, of course, like a vacation because, you know, we're going to be hitting the beach, hitting some touristy stuff. But we're also visiting my mission. We're visiting my buddy's mission that's just north of mine. Um... It's almost like this weird pilgrimage, a weird um, spiritual odyssey, or I don't know, just this great, this great return to like sacred land. It feels, it sounds kind of corny, but that's how it feels. Um, so in a way, it doesn't feel like I'm going on a vacation. Um, it feels like. I'm going on this, this journey, <laughs> this, uh, this sort of existential quest. Um, but I'll, I'm definitely going to like go on these fun hikes and do some touristy stuff and eat crazy food and it's going to be vacation like, but it'll be different for sure. But, uh, my favorite vacation ever, I would probably have to say, um, no, I've been I've been to Europe twice, and they were both incredible trips. And the first one was very special because it was my first time, first time to Europe, obviously, and really my first time, um, you know, east of freaking New York. Um, 
or, or I don't know what's more eastern over there, but the east coast. Um, I never got on that side. I've never hopped over the ocean, over the pond. And so that was special. And I went with my sister. Um, it just wasn't as long. It was like, it was like eight days or something. And it was, I think, five countries total. It was uh, Poland, Germany, Czech Republic, and... Um, no, that was it. Technically, we landed, or we had a layover in the Netherlands, but it was, it was just a layover, right? But I literally walked out of the airport and, like, walked around Amsterdam, but not really, because... I was still on, like, airport grounds, but I, I was walking. I was out there. Um, so if anybody asks, I've been to Amsterdam. Um, I even have a picture by a big thing that says Amsterdam. But, yeah, I haven't so much as taken a piss in Amsterdam. Um, but then my second trip, I went with two of my buddies to Europe and we hit all different countries, and we were gone for 21 days. We rented a car, we got extra weird, ate a lot of um, fondue, um, melted cheese and bread and Coke. It was really great. Um, oh, but you know, gosh, this is hard, because the first trip, I went to Auschwitz, and that was kind of life-changing. That was kind of the impetus for my second book, Return Not Desired. Um, and that's kind of similar to this trip where it's like Auschwitz isn't a vacation, <laughs> but it's something like you're on vacation and then you do this. And it's this somber thing, but it's beautiful and it's moving and it's it's wild, but... Um, it's not like, it's not like riding a roller coaster or like going into the Amazon. It's just a different beast. So it's really hard to compare these trips. I didn't know this was going to be such a tough question because people always ask like, what's your favorite place you've ever been? And I kind of like to throw out like Poland and Croatia and one, you know, Poland was the first trip. Croatia was the second trip. Um, and that's kind of my safe answer, but no, I don't know. And Auschwitz is in Poland. A lot of people think it's in Germany. It's in Poland. Um, gosh. Well, I, I mean, that's, that's basically what you need to know. Those are the highlights. But maybe this trip will be my all-time favorite, and my answer will change, so... Um, the other question was, uh, somebody asked if I'm going to link up with the uh, Brazilian ballers down there, um, meaning spike ballers. This was asked from a, a spike ball player. And um, I, uh, I just barely, actually a couple hours ago, reached out to their their like Brazil spike ball Instagram page. I don't know any of them personally, um, but the community is very you know tight-knit, especially over social media. So it would be fun. It would be fun to go play with some of those guys if um, if time and location permit. 
So I would definitely love that. I would love to play Spike in the Motherland. Um, that's it, guys. I'm doing a, I'm doing a short cast today. Um, yeah, sorry. I I I just I I've missed the last few weeks. I've been um, I've been a little in my head about a few things, but. I love getting back on here and and talking and and sometimes I feel like when I don't have a guest I feel like oh, people don't want to hear me just but it's my podcast so they better kind of like me going um but we're going to we're going to get more guests in the future I just uh I just need to hunker down and get to it um, COVID obviously doesn't make things easier. Um, and I just, I don't love doing Zoom podcasts. Like, you know, if Matthew McConaughey hits me up and wants to do a Zoom, I'll do it. But if it's somebody I barely know, um, I want to do it in person because that's just where, that's where I thrive. But anyway, um, I appreciate you guys listening. It means a lot. This is uh, episode 34. It feels good. And uh, obviously we won't have one for a couple weeks, but when we're back in uh, the U.S. of A., we'll give kind of a Brazilian recap. Um, But if you want to kind of watch the journey, I'm going to be posting a lot, a lot of content on my Instagram. That's just at TaylorChurch44. Um, a lot of stories, um, I'm excited to capture a lot of just, uh, of the country with, uh, with photographs of, of the cities and the villages and the, the slums and the families. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a photographer, but I, I love taking photos, so I'm going to have fun with it. So if you want to kind of follow the journey, please do. And, um, and, and listen, I was checking out the analytics of the show and, um, it's cool cause I have listeners, um, you know, in Germany, Ukraine, Morocco, South Africa, Venezuela, all over. It's awesome. Um, in almost every single state, but I still have yet to have a single listener in the following states. Stand by. We got North Dakota. We got South Dakota. We got Arkansas. We got New Hampshire. We got Vermont. And we got the big where? The big Delaware. Um, so if you didn't hate this podcast... I need you to hunt down someone that lives in one of those states and send them an episode and tell them to listen to the whole thing and tell them to subscribe. I don't, I don't even care if you guys do. I need, I need my words spread out to these hinterlands, these, these distant burrows, that freaking that oil country, that North Dakota. Did you know in North Dakota... There is a city that has, a town rather, 
that has the most strip clubs per capita in America out there in North Dakota. And it's a tiny town. Like there's like a few thousand residents and there's like six strip clubs. It's crazy. I saw a little documentary about it. Um, there's no nudity. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just got strippers and, and oil rig guys out there in the, in the Dakotas. Maybe a few accountants. Um, maybe a few, you know, Sudafed aficionados. I don't, I don't know. But uh, I got to get out there to the Dakota. And North Dakota is also one of two states that I haven't visited. That in Alaska. So I got I got beef with North Dakota right now. Um, and my freaking, my sister used to live in New Hampshire. So I'd, I'd rack up some, some downloads if she was still there. But she's kind of, kind of went dark on me and went to Texas. Um... So yeah, Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware. Let's get it, guys. Let's freaking get to work. You're slacking. Like, I don't care if you were the first to sign the Constitution. You're the last to listen to of Stone and Clay. And it's getting it's getting pretty ridiculous. So let's let's try to act right. Alright. That's it. I love you guys and uh I appreciate you. We'll see ya. Next time, after I return from the southern lands. We'll see you.